Welcome to the Dubscast, hosted by your boy, Tristan Waterburn, where we discuss exciting events within tech and business and their impact on the future of the space. On this episode, we chat with Shady Sidrak, co-founder and master of coin at Great Ape Society, one of the top 100 NFT projects in the space on all things NFTs. Enjoy. All right. So let's just start from the top. What are NFTs for our audience and who put you onto NFTs initially or what really sparked your interest in learning more about NFTs? For sure. Man, I've been I've been involved with Ethereum with the Ethereum network for I want to say about 4 years now. I started off just being a holder. I saw the potential of where the Ethereum network was headed and I started seeing how NFTs are starting to build being ERC721 tokens. I was like, okay, if if these tokens have value and they're being built on the Ethereum platform, that adds value to the Ethereum itself. So it was from just like an investment standpoint, and then you just started looking into the project a bit more. That's how it started out. I looked into NFTs and I saw things just absolutely blowing up and I was like, man, like what is happening there? These are JPEGs, right? I know a lot of people are like, okay, why can't I just right click save this thing? Isn't it a picture? Isn't it a JPEG? But it's not. If you think about it, right? What the technology is allowing you to do is it's allowing you to own a piece of the internet. Think back to stamp collectors, Mm. baseball card collectors, basketball card collectors. People want to keep collecting things. But what this market allowed people to do is have an active marketplace for people to buy and sell these collectibles at any time. Uh, Let's say you were a stamp collector back like 20 years ago and you wanted, you just were collecting stamps. You wanted someone to buy your stamps from you. The process of having to sell those stamps would be pretty, pretty hard to do because you'd have to post them somewhere you'd have to post it on kijiji facebook marketplace i don't even know facebook marketplace would have been around at the time then (laughs) you would have to talk to your friends or family and be like hey anyone want these stamps like i've been collecting them for a long time i think they're worth value it's going to be very hard to find people who are interested in those stamps unless i don't know you lock out what this market is allowing it's allowing people to have that global reach have people that are interested in collectibles all around the world see that and then you're able to get an active price of what's happening what that collectible is going to be worth what's the price action what's happening with that certain project so it's way more than just a jpeg and the technology behind it is pretty insane too because essentially what you're buying is you're buying a you're not just buying the picture you're buying a smart contract that says that you own that picture you're able to trade that smart contract with other people what the smart contract does is It gives you intellectual property to that item on the blockchain. So everything on the blockchain is is fully tracked. You can see it online. Uh, You can see all the transactions that are happening. If someone someone tells you, hey, I own this one, I right-click saved it. Okay, I don't see it on Etherscan. I don't see that you own it. You actually don't. Yeah, you can't verify that. You have the picture, but there's no verification of you owning it. So it's it's a lot different than just the picture. Each project is unique because holding those different collectibles give you different kind of utility. Looking at VFriends, for example, that's a big one right now. What Gary V did with that is by owning that certain collectible, you're able to claim it for rewards. You're able to go meet with Gary V once a year 
you're able to go to his conferences. Different collectibles have different traits that allow you yeah. to do different things. Basically, what you've explained is just buying an NFT and reselling it on the marketplace isn't necessarily the only way you can get value from an NFT or make money off an NFT. There's a lot of other utility to these and they can be modified over time. I actually but, just listened to a podcast about uh, Gary Vee that he did and talking about the V Friends project. And honestly, I think it's crazy. He, he mentioned how his vision was to build out the characters, something like a Disney type of IP. And that could turn into like comic books, that could turn into even like an amusement park if you're really thinking out there. Like this is almost limitless in terms of what his imagination is, right? Yeah. I think the space right now is so early. There are so many things, so many utilities that are starting to build out, but haven't fully scaled out yet. I've been hearing this term called minting with respect to NFTs. And I was curious kind of what that was all about. Pretty much whenever a new project launches, you're able to go on their website and mint their NFTs. Similar to how cash is made or how uh, coins are made, they go through something called a mint. I don't know if you watched uh, Money Heist, but- That show. <laughs> Season <laughs> five like, just dropped, eh? I'm about to watch that. Oh, wow, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't been on Netflix as much, but I gotta get on that too. They're, they were in the mint. They were in the Spanish mint trying to rob it. So that's where the word mint comes from. It's exactly what it is. It's how the NFTs are freshly created. So when a new project launches, they come out with whatever it is, their supply, 10,000, 5,000, 7,000, 2,000, whatever it may be. The supply is posted out there and they have a sneak peek of what it is or what it potentially is going to look like. And then the community is able to mint it. What minting does is it stamps that NFT into the block. So people within the community are able to get in on that mint price. It's usually somewhere around 0.01 ETH to 0.1 ETH. Some are uh, more expensive than others, depends on the project, but that's where it ranges. So getting in on a mint for a project that is expected to blow up is a great yeah. opportunity. Why? Because a lot of the times what happens is you end up minting for 0.1 or less than 0.1. And then you go to the resale marketplace, you go to OpenSea and hey, the floor price is 0.5. Yeah. Anyone who's minted is already 5x their investment. And those investors, a huge opportunity to make crazy ROI on their investment. But there is obviously risks with that because you could end up minting a project that eventually doesn't make it out or doesn't live to its potential. So that's the risk with minting. Sometimes you could end up just losing your money on a project that doesn't work out in your favor. Exactly. And that's why sometimes going to the resale after you've seen what that project is doing and buying it on the resale and the secondary market could work out as well as a good investment because yeah. you already know what that project is doing and what's yeah, happening. Yeah, you have more but data points essentially on the project. Keep exactly. you informed on it. Yeah, exactly. oh, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, the only downside to that though is you're coming at a higher price than the initial mm. investors. For example, a project called Satoshi Bulls. Honestly, amazing art. Really like the art. Yeah. It was, it was a fairly small project when I first got introduced to it. I was just researching NFTs. The team ended up responding to me and said, hey, check us out. I checked them out. I checked their website out. Everything checked out. Mint price was only 0.02, but 
I was looking around and I didn't see that their social media was blowing up. I didn't see that demand was that crazy on the mint. So I said, oh, whatever. I might just pass up on the opportunity. But I ended up picking myself after because I, I really liked the art. I didn't do my full due diligence on it. What I should have done is reach out to the founders, start a conversation with them, exactly understand the roadmap, where they're headed. Because now for me to get in on the project, because I missed out on that mint price of 0.02, I have to pay 0.15 or 0.2. Just no to get way. So I'm pretty much paying 10x just for yeah. waiting and seeing, getting that confirmation of, hey, is this project actually legit? or not but exactly that's the price you're gonna have to pay in this space man that's nuts and i've seen that flow work in terms of investing in cryptocurrency projects you can do a lot of research and you'll find a token that the technicals seem fine but their social media isn't necessarily there mm -hmm. you aren't seeing people talk about it as much for example on twitter and so you mm -hmm. might bypass that but later down the line you'll find that it actually they got the things together and the project's blowing up yeah, and those are the aspects of, of the NFT project. I put probably the artists up there at the very yeah. top. And yeah. then you got your devs because what ends up happening in this space is you have a bunch of smart contracts that aren't actually coded correctly. Mm -hmm. And then you run into a lot of issues later down the line if that contract isn't set up how it's supposed to be set up. So I would put, honestly, I'd, I'd say it's interchangeable there. May I'd probably put devs first and then artists second. Just, but I would say it's pretty interchangeable between the two. And then you got your marketing and you got your finance and you got your business team. You got your discord mods, you got your operations people. Those all kind of make that NFT project into what it is. So I think missing one piece of it would make the whole puzzle incomplete. So yeah, you've broken down just what makes really a good NFT project. And it sounds like what you guys have over at Great Ape Society is pretty solid and is growing rapidly. So I recently rejoined Twitter and specifically I've been in the crypto Twitter space. So I heard about Visa and them purchasing a crypto punk. Absolute steal. <laughs> it must be just the whole CryptoPunks project is blowing up right now. Obviously, this signals to a lot of people that wouldn't consider themselves huge on the cryptocurrency. But what do you think this means for bringing NFTs into the mainstream? So I think it's pretty insane because honestly, it's a great investment for Visa just because CryptoPunks is the OG. There is exactly. crazy volume on that project. What it brings to the space is it brings mainstream investors and it brings bigger companies to start looking into the space. You, you really need to start having more of an open mind and actually looking into the space. Yeah, I think this is a great time to chat about the Great Apes project. I've been seeing you post about it all on IG. You mentioned that you did a Twitter spaces last week as well. Can you start off just giving us a breakdown about how you got involved with that project? For sure. Honestly, this is going to be a very long introduction story because <laughs> <laughs> the history behind this project is just crazy. I saw this project, the Great Ape Society. I really liked the art. I saw that apes were catching on and I thought, hey, maybe this will be the next thing. So I just wanted to get involved. I, I ended up buying one just to test out the waters, see what it's like. What actually ended up happening is I didn't do enough research, but I ended up lucking out. So what happened was I joined the Discord, followed their Twitter, saw that they had about three, 4K followers. Yeah. So they already had a good following. 
Discord already had 3,000 people in it just chatting away. So there was a decent community behind it. I thought, hey, maybe this could be the next big thing. What happened was, and it's pretty unfortunate, but it happens in this space. There's a lot of things that happen like this in this space. And I think that's why a lot of people need to be wary and need to be need to do the research before getting into the space just because yeah. they should un fully understand who they're getting involved with. What happened in the project is the original founder, he left himself as anonymous. He released 10,000 of those NFTs into the market, sold them all at 0.04, ended up making somewhere around one to one and a half million after fully selling out. Yeah. And what he did a day later was he just said, I'm out. He took all the money and we never heard back. Think how nuts that is. Insane, Just... insane. What he did was he took a million to a million and a half of people's money. He gave yeah. them NFTs. He gave them fake promises that a project was going to do all these different things. He gave them a roadmap that was extended for uh, a couple of months that was supposed to be updated and he never lived up to his promises. He just took the yeah. money and left. And that's why it's very important to understand who you're getting involved with everyone was panicking our mint price was 0.04 and the floor price at one point fell to almost 0.01 there were people selling it for below 0.02 just trying to get some kind of money back within two days we had a new website out we had new social media out we had a new discord and I've taken a role at the company as a co-founder and master of coin so what I do is I'm pretty much the treasurer there I manage all the funds that are coming in, all the funds that are coming out. I budget an allocation for each team and I tell them, this is how much ETH is going to be spent over here. This is what we're, our projections are looking like. This is what we're expecting to do in the next month. And we have an absolutely transparent reporting back to the community so they fully understand where the money is being spent, how much money we're making, just so people understand, hey, what is actually happening with this project? Because what happens a lot of the times is people get involved with the project and then they're like, okay, we don't see what's happening with the money. This project has made millions of dollars, but where is that money actually being spent? Is it being spent on marketing? Is it being spent on uh, buying up supply? Is it being spent on um, research and development of different things? Yeah. There's all these projects that are coming out with new art, new mints every day, and people are just buying them. And there is going to be a supply issue because not all these projects are going to make it for the reason of just not being maintained correctly. A lot of these founders or these devs or whoever it may be are just releasing them, making some money, and they're either rugging the project, taking the money and leaving, or they're like, okay, we've launched this thing, but we have no idea what to do now. So you spoke a lot about community, and that seems like a very big part of these projects, like their success. It's pretty interesting also because from an outsider, you think, okay, cryptocurrency decentralized, but there's a lot of trust. Like trust is such a, a key factor within this. What are some of the things that uh, are discussed within the community? I know you mentioned that you have a Discord server as well that people are talking about within there. Yeah, so obviously a huge part of NFTs is the community. Uh, like I mentioned er earlier, I was comparing the NFT market to old collectibles like stamp collectors and the basketball yeah. card collectors. They didn't have that. They didn't have that at the time. They didn't have a, a community they can talk to daily about what's happening. Hey, what's happening with the basketball 
card market mm-hmm. right now. There's people in there that just talk every single day. They've yeah. become friends. They have become close to family and they literally just talk every day about different things, whether it's a project, whether it's just what's happening today, what are we doing today? Or they go on the Discord voice channel and they start talking to each other. We've just built casual. Yeah, we've built a pretty tight knit community that trusts in us, trusts in the leadership team and that are absolutely positive to one another and are welcome to any new community members that are looking to enter our project. And that's a huge part of it. I think community is is one thing that makes a project succeed because yeah. if a community doesn't have trust in the project and doesn't have trust in the founders, then the demand eventually will fall off. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Just speaking on the project a bit more and in terms of like transparency, you're letting everyone know what are the ways that you communicate just like what's going on with the project? Is that you're giving them access to reports and you're sending them out in the Discord channel or what are the mediums you're using? Yeah. So I manage all the financials that are happening. So there's a couple resources out there. How our financial system works is there is one multi-sig wallet which manages all our initial fund. This is our safe wallet, right? It's like a wallet that you can't move money out of it without getting a specific number of signatures from people who have access to it. And the only people who have access to it are the founders. So how it works is all the money would essentially come in through that wallet and then the money would just be dispersed uh, accordingly. We have a community wallet, which is used for, which is a MetaMask wallet. It's used for buying up floors. It's used for giveaways and it's used for little transactions like marketing transactions. If we're looking to promote something, um, things like that. So that's how that financial system would work, how the money would be transferred in and out. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is looking at different transactions that happen on Etherscan. So there's a website called Etherscan, which allows anyone around the world to see transactions that are happening on the Ethereum blockchain. You can go in there, you can search my wallet address, and you can see exactly all the transactions I've made. It's Mm -hmm. public, it's open for the public, and it's fully transparent. So we've shared that with our community, they can fully track where both our wallets, what what the transactions that are happening within both those wallets are. And essentially our form of making money, we have two two forms of making money. One is through royalties, which we make two and a half percent on all OpenSea sales. Our second stream of revenue is through launches. So we do have a launch coming out on 9.9. It's for the banana weapons, which would go along (laughs) with utilities for these great apes we will eventually look into utility for games we're partnering up with a couple other projects that are involved with metaverses it's honestly it's going to be awesome i'm very excited so we do have this launch coming out on 9.9 there's 10,000 banana weapons they will be going for 0.01 ethereum which is at the very lower end from a mint price so i'd encourage anyone listening to Take a take a look at it and um, oh, see if, if it interests them. And there's gonna be there's within that ten thousand there's gonna be one thousand of them that are going to be super rare banana weapons. What those will allow is they will allow access to mint the next launch that we have, which is the gorillas. We have the gorillas launching about two to three weeks after the banana weapons launch, and yeah. the supply for those gorillas will only be two thousand of them. 
So they're super exclusive. We expect the price of them to absolutely skyrocket just because of how exclusive they are. We've split the supply into two. There's a thousand that are going to be only available to those who own five plus apes. So only our top holders are going to be allowed to mint those first thousand. And yeah. then the next thousand will be available to those who mint the rare banana weapons. You guys are really moving on this. Yeah, you guys are moving fast. We've had close to zero dollars compared to other projects in the space. Uh, just because our hands are tied, we didn't have that initial drop money that a lot of these projects start with. We have to bootstrap it. We had to use some of our personal funds. We had someone uh, from the community donate some Ethereum to us. Nevertheless, we were able to scale out our marketing like crazy. We did about 88 giveaways within one month. Uh, I think 66 were done in August and 22 were done in the beginning of September. We give back to our community like crazy. Then we were able to get all these big influencers to come on board and, and help us scale. We were able to get two NBA players, Michael Carter-Williams and Gary Harris to come on board yeah. and help us yeah, give some exposure to our project when we're still working with them. And then we also have other influencers that we're in talk with. Two of our biggest influencers, I'm not sure if you've seen, but they've had crazy interest in our project. And this is NSFW content <laughs> here. But two of our biggest influencers that have a lot of interest in the project are Johnny Sins and Kieran Lee. These are two of the biggest adult stars in the industry right now. And they are interested in our NFT project. Kieran has actually not been involved with NFTs yet. So yeah. being involved with our project would be his introduction into the space. That's huge. Uh, which, which would be massive just because of his following and how many people have access to his social media. Exactly. It will give us great exposure. He's very busy, but he's given us his time and I'm helping him get set up and get his first ape. Man, I just want to say from an entrepreneurial standpoint, this is exactly what you want to see. Just from the rug pull, you built yourself up, bootstrapped it. And to have this much growth over the first month back is just insane. And the partnerships is Wow, the project's really coming through. It, it, it really is. It really is. And we are coming along. I'm sure after listening to this, everyone's going to be taking a look at your project as well. Personally, I've seen your content on IG. I know crypto Twitter is huge right now. What resources do you use to stay up to date on things and even gain insight on the area? Yeah, yeah. So I think this is a great question because a lot of your listeners, I'm assuming, will be new to the NFT market. And they exactly. want to fully understand where they can start. So the number one thing to do uh, is get a MetaMask wallet. Set up a MetaMask. And this is going to be a decentralized wallet that you're able to use to buy. It's pretty straightforward to set up. You just get your secret phrase code. You write it down somewhere safe and you just keep it and hide it. Don't tell it to anyone exactly. and you start from there. The next step is you want to look at OpenSea is the NFT marketplace. You can see everything that's happening on there. You can see every single NFT project that's in the market. Another one to write down is rarity.tools. What this one does is it shows you all the top projects that are out there. And then within each project, it also tells you how rare each item within that project is. So it tells you, it shows you the top 100 ranks and then it can go down all the way down from there. So you can fully understand and fully grasp what the rare traits 
for each project is. What the rare cards are, what's the number one rarest card and what is it trading at? What's the least rare one and what is it trading at? And that can give you some insight into the project. So that's one very important resource. Also, what you can find on rarity.tools is upcoming mints. So any new project that is about to launch will be in the upcoming tab for Rarity Tools. You go on there, you'll see tons of new projects that are launching. We do have our banana weapons launch on there. Yeah. So make sure to check it out. But it's a very important resource because it gives you that access to see what are these upcoming projects that are coming out. And it kind of gives you a base to do some research. Due diligence is very important. There's multiple resources out there. You want to start off with Twitter. You want to start off by seeing what people are talking about, what NFTs are hot, what NFTs are trending. I'm a huge Twitter guy. I spend so much of my day on Twitter <laughs> just reading different topics. Yeah, uh, I'm just starting to get back into it, honestly. It's a great platform. I, I love Twitter. So that's one way to start. You want to, If you're looking at a new project on Rarity Tools, you want to check out their Twitter, see what their following is, see what people are saying on Twitter about the project. If it's a fairly new project, you might not find too many people talking about it yet because it's, it still yeah. hasn't launched. So you want to get into the Discord. A lot of the times when you get into the Discord for the first time, it's a little bit overwhelming because the general chat is just absolutely going. Oh my people, God. People are sending hundreds of messages within a span of five minutes and you're like, oh exactly. my God, I, I can't catch up. So it's important to just look at the announcements, look at the roadmap, what the project is all about what the founders are saying. Are these founders, are they anonymous or did they come out and tell us their identity? Okay. Is there, can I reach out to that founder? Is, is that founder reachable or is he just hiding away? One thing that I do with a lot of the projects that I try to get involved with is I join in the Discord, look around, see what the space is, see how positive the community is. Is there a lot of negativity within the community? It's almost like a vibe check. Exactly. <laughs> because you're involved with these people. Yeah. You're going to be part of that community. So you don't want to be involved with people that suck. Like, I, I don't want to be involved with people that I absolutely hate. Like, I, I yeah, adore I my community at Great Apes because everyone there is so positive. And whenever there's anyone that comes in that's new and he's spreading negativity, we have mods that absolutely moderate that. And people that step in and back us up because there's a lot of futters out there. There's a lot of people that don't want to see other projects succeed or they come in and they just want to spread hate or whatever it may be. I don't know. They're having exactly. a bad day. So you want to make sure that the vibes kind of tie in with what you're looking for. That's number one. And then I, what I do is I, I, I reach out to the founder. I, I see if they're reachable. I try to understand what their vision is. Are they just simply looking to take the money? Does it sound like they're just in it for the money or does it sound like they're actually out there to make things happen so metamask OpenSea, rarity.tools discord twitter and obviously the project's website i think those are the main aspects main resources that anyone getting into the nft space needs to look into that's great yeah i think that all that was definitely a great explanation and i'm just starting on twitter uh, i think i need to check out rarity tools and start going on OpenSea. It's it's really interesting, the projects that I've seen so far. So looking forward to doing more research into all of that. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, it's honestly awesome. In terms of where I see and what my inspiration towards NFTs was, I did start off in the space as more of an investor. And as time went on, I learned more about the Ethereum space. Also, I'm seeing Cardano come up now as well. And with NFTs native to it. I'm really interested in the art aspect. My brother actually did 
fine arts and i've been telling them okay like nfts are starting to pop off you need to get into the digital art space but my personal interest in it is i would love to get more into the technical side of things i'm a software engineer by trade and i think like web 3.0 is just it's coming I, I love the idea of building decentralized applications. Twitter is also introducing a blue sky initiative, which is more focused on developing a decentralized social media application. So looking forward to that. I'm also seeing people use NFTs towards memberships. So you mentioned the community you've built on Discord. I've seen communities where you buy the membership and you actually get an NFT as like a verified, yeah, you're a member of this. And I think that's really cool and also plays into the collectibles aspect of the whole space mm -hmm. yeah so it's crazy the the utility and the different aspects of that nft market it's way more than just a jpeg way way more you're getting involved with the whole community you're getting access to different things you're getting access to new releases like you said i saw your episode on the arsenal token so exactly that i can see arsenal eventually building out a, a dao platform where people who hold certain tokens are able to vote on certain things just like you mentioned different signings things like that which would make the community and the market for sports collectibles just absolutely pop off because people absolutely love their sports they want to be exactly. as involved as they can with their favorite teams they want to be able to have a say in things that happen and i can see that market just absolutely taking off like people just don't realize the community aspect of it and the benefits that some of these projects are giving out to their holders. And I yep. think eventually when that catches up with people, when people start understanding what's happening, you're going to just see a flood of mainstream people just flooding the market with demand. I just wonder when that will happen and we'll gauge it and see what happens with the market. Exactly. Hopefully by the time I do all my due diligence, I won't be too late, but definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And right. yeah, I think you 100% should check us out. We have a couple launches coming out. Obviously, it's not financial advice, but check us <laughs> out. See, see, <laughs> see what you think of the project. See what you think of what we're doing. We're 100% transparent. Obviously, there's tremendous risks investing in NFTs because it is a risky asset. Crypto is a risky asset, but... It, crypto is here to stay in my opinion and yeah. i don't see it going anywhere anytime soon um and uh we will just keep building on top of it and eventually as elon must say make it an intergalactical currency <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can eventually use ethereum on mars and just trade That's it nice. on there because uh nobody's gonna tell us we have to use usd up there oh my god yeah, the space industry is looking crazy right now. Definitely one to watch as well. Oh, 100%. All right, perfect. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for coming on and agreeing to do the episode. I think you've provided just a lot of information on the overall NFT space, as well as a great overview of your project and what really makes uh, a great NFT project. Yeah, honestly, th thanks for having me on here, Tristan. It was a great time chatting with you. I always love talking about this stuff. If you ever want to have me on for another episode, I'll be around. Cheers. All right. That's all we have. I just want to say thanks for tuning in. We're super grateful for your time. If you found value in anything we discussed in the episode, please consider subscribing 
and leaving a comment wherever you listen to podcasts. Lastly, follow me on Twitter or connect with me on LinkedIn to chat. Let's keep the convo going. Dubscast 2.0.